And that is the main purpose of the interview today, to find out from you what is that thing... Yeah, I'm a terrible fit for you. ...that you've known... <laughs> What is that thing that you've known for that is absolutely extraordinary? Going uh, two things actually, so several things, but the two two bigger things was, you know, quite a few years ago I was rather unhappy with my life. I had a job, I was making money as a carpenter, I was building houses, and while I was good at it and I was doing well financially, it, I knew it wasn't my purpose. Even though I was passionate about it, it wasn't my purpose, and I know I needed to change. So I started exploring other things in life. And as, as a grunt that swung a hammer for his life, I didn't know there were so many different possibilities. And I went to a seminar and I saw a guy on stage and was like, that's what I want to do. And, but I knew, you know, I knew nothing about speaking or anything like that. I've been outside working in the cold for, for all my adult life. But I started my journey, so I started to look to see how is that possible. And years later, we went back to college, took a bunch of courses, seminars, books, you know, everything you can imagine. There were hundreds of thousands of dollars in my education to learn how to make that transition. And I did. I fully made that transition from a carpenter to a professional speaker. Speaking literally around the world and doing what I truly love and passionate about everything I do. And I found my calling and purpose. And I was almost 40 before that happened. So instead of being like most people that just sit in something that's okay, or even worse than okay, I decided to do something to make that change. Okay, so when you're on the stage with lots of people listening to you, what is your main message that you want to bring to a person there, even if that message only reaches one person? That's related to part number two. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> Which, as you know, what I'm known for is running across America. So I kept asking myself this one question that I kept reading in books and and uh, mentors and coaches and seminars, they all kept asking the same, a version of the same question. What would you do if you knew you would succeed? So I kept asking myself that, and eventually I came up with this idea, because I'd heard about a guy who ran across the country. I said, well, if he can do it, I can do it. But I wasn't a runner. Just to put it in perspective, how many kilometers is required to run across America? How many it's kilometers do you 42 kilometers a day for 100 days. Totaling up to? Uh, 40. 4, yeah, I guess 4,200, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, please continue. I, you know, I, gotta do, I still got to do the translation yeah. in my head. <laughs> so I decided that, you know, that, was, that called me. I don't know why it called me, but it did. It's like, I got to do this crazy, amazing, ridiculous thing. But I wasn't a runner. So I go from a non-runner, train for a year, and then I'm in California running across the country back towards New York, back towards home for me. And to make it even a little bit more spectacular is that I spoke every day. So every morning I would go to a... Uh, addiction centers, homeless shelters, U United Way, Hope for the Warriors, Warriors in Transition, um, just all kinds of amazing groups for people who are in challenge or in transition. And I got to speak with them and inspire them. And my message for them was pretty much the same as it is today. And that was about following your passion, your dreams, and never giving up until you get there. Um, take bold action to get whatever it is yep. that you want. So you would speak at a place and then run and run and then stop and speak at the next place and you every do it day. every single day. For a hundred days. So what is the big two lessons that this whole process taught you as a human being? That's a good question. Wow. Take your time. Well, certainly the one that I teach and I still live by today is that you keep moving forward towards your dreams no matter what. Yep. That you just, you just don't give up. And no matter how many times you get knocked down, uh, you get your feet kicked out from under you, whatever it is, and it happens, and it's still happening to me with regularity. Um, you know, things happen, life happens. Uh, things are thrown your way that you never expect, but you can't let any of that stop you. So you gotta keep going towards that. 
So the filter I run my life through is the rocking chair filter that I learned from one of my mentors. And the idea behind it is that when you're in your senior years, you're in your last few days, months, whatever it is, and you're literally on the rocking chair of life looking back over your life, what are you going to regret that you didn't do? Yep. And when I get there, I don't want to have many of those regrets. I want to know, I look back and I gave this one hell of a ride yep. and I did what I could. The other filter, which is a version of that, the other filter I run my life through is that when I get up to the pearly gates and I'm up there and they got the big book open and they're like, well, do you deserve to get in here? I want to let them know, you know, I gave it everything I could mm -hmm. to live up to the gift you gave me for giving me life, that I did everything I could to become the person that I could become in this lifetime. That's fantastic. Even with the challenges that, that were thrown in my way. Yep. A lot of people who will be reading this will or may have a problem with reach. So they'll read this or they'll find out about you and go, it's a beautiful and inspiring story, but the reach is too far for me. I just cannot reach the potential or activate the superhuman potential you've been displaying. What would be your advice to those people? Where can they start if they want to do something similar or it doesn't even have to be running, they want to actually activate something extraordinary in themselves. What would be the first or second step? Where do you start? It's probably important to point out that this was never about the running. So, you know, I was a non-runner and then I yeah. became a runner and then I did this thing and then I also broke the record running through Death Valley the following year. Yep. But it's not about the run. What it's about is living up to your potential, doing whatever it is that you're here to do. And mm -hmm. if you don't know your purpose, which a lot of people don't, I didn't. I didn't for the better part of 40 years of my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But your purpose should be to find your purpose. So it's find your calling, find what you're put on this planet for because we all are put here for something. Um, you're either an example or of what's possible or you're a warning yep. of what's possible okay. also. So it's about going after whatever that is for you. And that may be that may be starting small for some people. You know, small relative to the ridiculous things I've done. But they're not small to that person. Yeah. So every time you step out of your comfort zone, your comfort zone grows. You step out a little bit more and your comfort zone grows. It's like that movie with Liam Neeson. Um, I forget the name of the movie offhand, but it's when he's the single dad and he's got the little boy and the little boy is falling in love with his other little girl. Yeah. And he talks about that 20 seconds of courage. Yeah. Great metaphor for life. And that's all we have to do is whenever an opportunity comes along, you got to step through that 20 seconds of courage and that may be going up to someone and asking for a date it may be asking for a promotion it may be leaving your job it may be having a difficult conversation with someone in your family your spouse or whoever that you don't want to have no, but it's 20 seconds of courage done over and over yep. and what a thing I always 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 repeat is that if you take care of the little things the big things automatically happen so I didn't run across America almost 3,000 miles in one stretch it wasn't even a hundred days of a marathon a day it wasn't even a mile at a time, it was one step at a time. So running across America was one step, almost a million steps across the country. Wow. So if you break it down to one little step and over and over and over, increments, yeah. it takes care of itself. You know, So I made it across the whole country simply by taking another step. And not many of those days, I totally didn't want to. And it yep. hurt and it was painful. But the goal, the running didn't inspire me, but the idea of what I could accomplish, yep. that inspired me. It has nothing to do with running. Okay. So let's talk about purpose because purpose is something that people are trying to find their whole lives. And I totally agree with you. The avenues and the rabbit holes that people will go down in order to find their purpose is actually staggering. It's a big thing for people. And I love what you're saying that your purpose was actually to find your purpose. What did you exactly do on that journey? What was the eyes or lenses that you wore in order to look for that purpose? What cap did you put on your head, if you may say that? I started my journey, I guess, in my teens, maybe early 20s, and I used to listen to a little bit of personal development, but my brother would make fun of me. It wasn't cool back then. <laughs> so I stopped, actually. I stopped for a long time. I stopped listening, but I always had the desire to do something other than carpentry. 
the carpentry was easy and I can make money at it. Yeah. So that's, of course, why I did it. Like a lot of people get a job is because they can make money at it. And, and it's something I knew that I could do fairly well in. Um, but I knew there was something more for me. So when this spark went off in my mid-30s, then I started trying lots of different things. And I failed at most all of them. Um, I failed in the sense that either they didn't make me money or I failed in the sense that they didn't fit for me. They weren't that right connection, that right, that didn't resonate with me. So I moved on to the next thing, moved on to the next thing. And for a while there, for a couple few years, probably a little bit longer, it, was, it wasn't what you're doing. You know, what are you up to, Croy? It was like, what are you up to today? Yeah. You know, because it kept changing so often. And tried different things all the time. Yeah. So many different things. And, and it wasn't until I saw, saw that guy on the stage speaking that I knew what I wanted to do. But then even after figuring out that was my general career, I still had to figure out how I fit into the speaking yeah. world. Because there's lots of different places to make money and make a living in the speaking world. And you can be inspiration, motivation, you could teach you know, stuff within the corporate world or so independent yeah, or yeah. entrepreneurs or whatever. I mean, there's a million different ways you can do it. So then I had spent years figuring out where, where am I going to be in this yeah. business? Yeah. And, and I just finally figured that out and this is now 10 years later. But if you think about it, this is because some people probably say, holy cow, 10 years. I don't want to take 10 years. Yeah. But now I've spent 10 years of my life making this transition, quite literally 10 years. But now I've made it to the other side of that transition and I'm moving forward with traction and congruency. Yep. And now I'm 45 years old, I have the next 40, 50, 60, 70 years to, implement to be that, able to yeah. do this and be yep. this person. To become the next Wayne Dyer-like character or Tony Robbins or, or you know, name your, your yep. you know, guru at that level. You know, so I get to be that person for the rest of my life. In that journey, have you ever thought about who's that avatar or that perfect person you want to reach? What do they look like? The person that you really want to change? Is it a more general thing or is there a specific profile person that you have a specific heart for that you believe you can move? The, the people that usually resonate with me most, which is the same person that I want to reach, are the people who know they have that gift in them. Oh. They just don't really know how or what or where, but they know there's something, like I always did. Yeah. I just never took action because I didn't have anybody to help me believe in myself yeah. enough to do it. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I was a total screw-up. Mm. I got thrown out of high school and, and it was just it was a total screw-up. Mm. And it wasn't because I'm not smart. I'm quite smart. But it was because I was always bored. And I, had, I knew there was something. I just didn't know what. And I didn't have anybody to help me. So those kind of people, the people that are looking to grow, looking to be a game changer and looking for something better in life and, and not afraid to you know, stumble and fall a little bit along the way. Cause that's part, you're going to stumble and fall no matter what. Yep. So why stumble and fall into something that you regret? Why not stumble and fall up to something that you really want? So what would you say to that person who's a young adult and right now feel like a screw up with no one believing <laughs> in them? What would be your personal message to them? Yeah. Enjoy being the screw up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? Because that's how you figure out who you yeah, are. Exactly. That's why. You have, and, and I'm not saying like go out and party and drugs and do like ridiculous, yeah. stupid things. Um, although that's some people's journey. Mm. Um, I screwed up in different ways. I got into trouble. I was in and out of, of the the police station and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, but that was my journey to figure that out. And knowing, looking back now, I can connect most everything I've done to what I'm, to how it's serving me now. So there's almost nothing in my life that isn't somehow in some way serving me. Yep. And, and other things that aren't serving me just yet, those are things I'm still figuring yeah. out. That's part of my journey. Yep. Looking back is always an interesting concept. So what would the 45-year-old Croy tell the 5-year-old Croy if you had the opportunity to do it now? If you can go back and have a conversation with that 5-year-old, what would be the conversation? 
It'd probably be similar to what I'm having with my eight-year-old son and my mm. nine-year-old daughter. Which and, is? And is, it is to be who you, you're, mm. you're meant to be. You know, be you. Yeah. Don't try to be like anybody else. Yep. Um, both my kids are leaders and they both know that. Mm -hmm. But they're figuring out that journey. I didn't have the confidence to become who I was when I was younger. And that's why it took me a better part of 40 years to figure that out. Because a lot of that was figuring out who I was inside. And even in the last five years, it's still been significant growth and change in yeah. that. But it, for me, it always comes down that, that I was afraid of rejection. So for me personally, if I could do anything, I would help myself as a five or six, seven, eight-year-old overcome that necessity to be liked by people. Oh, okay. Once I stopped worrying about being liked by people, and this didn't happen until I was over 40, once I started, once I let go of that need to be liked, I still want to be liked. Mm. I don't need to be liked. There's a difference, yes. Big difference, huge difference. Once I let go of that need, that's when my life really started taking off. Because I stopped limiting myself. I took the throttle off. Yep. Um, if you know that phrase, you know, I, I took the, the governor, the throttle off, I stuck, yep. and I put my foot down on the accelerator, and that allowed me to go forward. Mm. Because now it wasn't, you know, okay, is this person going to like me, not going to like me? Yeah. Are they going to accept me or not accept me? And, and now I don't care. And now, right now we're together with 400 other marketers. And I hope to connect with all of them, but the ones that don't like me and I'm not their cup of There's tea. There's nothing you can do about nothing it. Nothing yeah. I can do for them. And, and maybe it's just not now. And who knows where it'll be down yep. the road. So let's talk about confidence. It's interesting. Do you feel that a person require enough confidence to go on a journey like yours, especially with the running? Or did the running journey give you confidence? It's actually a little bit of both. Okay. Um, and however you get there is however you get there. I don't know if that matters so much, but they're both necessary. Okay. So there's and no pre. Are you saying there is a prerequisite in making this type of decision or not necessarily? Should you just uh, jump into it? Should you work a bit on your confidence? Is there preparation? What happens here? It's 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 being bold enough to take mm -hmm. the step. Um, you know, jumping out of the plane. Okay. So it's it's being bold enough, and that doesn't necessarily take confidence necessarily as. A, it was like we talked about before, it's that 20 seconds. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just stepping forward. So I, I took skydiving years ago, and I got up into the plane, and the instructor I had, was a fabulous instructor, loved this guy. And we get into the plane, and he's instructing me, telling me what's going to do. And, you know, we're tandem, so we're tied together. And he, we're going to go up to the plane, we're going to put our feet outside of the edge. You know, you couldn't stand there, we're sitting yep. down. We're going to put our feet outside the edge. Now you have the ability to pull us out of the plane. And I'm going to give you permission and the ability to control our destiny and pull us out of the plane and we jump when you're ready. Yep. If you don't do it, I'm pushing us both out. Now it's up to you. Do you want to take control or do you want to have somebody else take control? Okay. And that metaphor I've used all my life. And so I leaned us forward and then we fell out of the plane. And of course I'm screaming and yelling and scared and the yeah, whole thing. So it was the first yeah. time I did it. Um, but it was the idea, that metaphor for life, that you have to take control of your life. And it's just those few seconds. Like, for that instant, it literally is like a half a second. Exactly, but it's huge. So what I'm hearing is that you first need balls, and then the confidence will come. You, 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 need, you need them both, <laughs> and, <laughs> pretty much. Tell and, us what keeps you going. And, and, but you also need that confidence to get to the next level. So it's always about that for me. And, and yeah. there's things that still scare me. And this, this is probably an important distinction. It's not about being um, fearless. Yep. A lot of people say they want to be fearless. There's yeah. that brand fearless. Uh, I think fearless is bullshit. Mm. We have to be courageous. We have to Good. step through fear. Mm. We're always going to be fear. And those who aren't fearless, they're like on drugs or something. Yeah. Because yeah. this is not real life. Real life is about... If you're not scared, you're not stepping out yep. of your step comfort zone. And if you're not stepping out of your comfort zone, you can never get to your highest potential mm -hmm. or even a very high potential. You have to be able to do a little bit of both. 
So it, it's all about growing to the point where you're not comfortable yep. and going a little bit farther. And, and for me, still, I still deal with a little bit of that rejection, even though I've shed most of it. Mm. I still deal with that at times. But you're aware of it. So the fact I'm that you're aware, aware of it, of it so I can. brings you into the light and you yeah. can deal with it. Tell us about perseverance and what kept you going through the, throughout that times. Because I'm sure there were times you felt, I'm going to turn around and give up. You know, it's not for me and I'm not going to reach the end result. What kept you going during those times? In the, the run, I didn't really have, the run across America, I really didn't have any um, doubt that I'd finish, I guess would be the right way to say it. I didn't have any doubt because... There was always, the goal was to get to the end. There was most days I was in extraordinary pain. Most days I was bored to death. Yeah. You're on the road for four, five, six, seven, eight hours of running. It's not fun. I'm sleeping three, four hours a night. Yeah. And it was extremely testing on your, my body, yeah. mind, and spirit. Um, so it was never a doubt that I'd ever finish because I had bought into that goal. And this is probably one of the secrets of life. You had the end result in mind already. The yeah. passion is so strong mm. that I'm willing to step through quite literally anything to get there. Okay. And now it's not running for me. Now it's how do I become one of those leaders on the world stage and make a difference for not the thousands or, or at this point hundreds of thousands of people that I'm affecting. But how do I make that a global uh, affect on the, on the world? So now it's stepping through that too. My passion is so big that I'm willing to step through the discomfort that I, I have. And we all have our own, I call them demons. And I don't mean that in a religious context, I mean the mind trash. Yep. So we all have our demons, and I certainly have mine. And the reason I'm in this world helping yep. others get through their demons is because my demons have always been so yep. big. So if I could conquer my demons, I can help other people conquer theirs. So that's my mission in life. How do I become that person? One of my favorite metaphors for life is Wayne Dyer. He talks about in his book, Inspiration. And in that book, Inspiration, he talks about an imaginary conversation with God before Wayne was born. And God asked him, as he was just this little energy source about to be born, he asked him, he says, so Wayne, what do you want to do with your life? And Wayne says, that I want to, I want to help people be resilient in life. And he says, well, are you sure you want to teach that? He says, that's kind of a tough thing to do. Yep. And he tells God, he says, yes, I do. And so he says, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to have you born to two parents that are going to give you up near birth. And so you're not going to have your biological parents with you, and you're going to hate your father for the most of your life and just absolutely despise him, and he's going to die before you can ever reconcile with him. And your mother may love you, but she's not going to be able to keep you, so he's got to go. And then he goes through his whole life story, which is quite a long, tumultuous life that he's gone through, and he explains all of that. He says, this is what's necessary for you to have the become gift of the resilience, person yeah. to be able to give that, to be able to give that gift away. You've got to be able to ex uh, experience that in yep. your own life. So in my life, I believe I've had to experience things I've had to experience for that same sort yep. of reason. So this running experience across America, what's the gift that you got given through that? That big gift. What did, when you mm. hit the end of that road... Good questions. I do. <laughs> when you hit that end of the road, what did you stop and go, this is my gift, in one word? What was that gift? And I'm sure you got a lot of things. But what's that one thing, let's call it your golden thread, that you took from that experience that you will take forward for the rest of your life? Uh, as I, I think it would probably be this phrase is that the perception of fear is worse than the fear itself. Oh, okay, that's big. Yeah. So we let we stop ourselves because we believe it's a bigger deal than yep. it is, and it actually isn't. Um, even through all the pain that I went through, everything else I went through to run across America, especially from not being a runner, mm -hmm. while that was a big deal in the moment, at the end of it, it was it's like childbirth, as most many women can can attest to. Once it's over, you forget about all the bad stuff. Yeah. And then you have this amazing gift. You know, in that case, a child. In my case, that accomplishment. Yep. So everybody can go through that. And we all have this amazing gift, the seed of greatness in us, that is so big, so much bigger than we could ever imagine. Yeah. 
but we have to take action on it. Absolutely. And little action right now. Start. You're in a nine to five job. You can't stand. So start researching what other things might you want to do, yep. or start dabbling in other things. Go volunteer. Go practice your art. Go do something that's yep. going to bring you alive, and that journey will bring you to wherever it is you're going to go. Yep. And you have no idea what it is at the moment, but just go freaking experiment yeah. with yeah. something. Enjoy life for some level. And I just, in fact, I got an email today. I think it was posted yesterday, but I got an email today about a, a, one of my friends who's uh, been following me. I should kind of call her a fan if you want. And she just said that she was going to take a new job. She got a job paying really well. And she decided not to take it because she wants to follow her passion. Even Beautiful. though that future as an entrepreneur is totally uncertain. But it's what she wants to yeah. do for yeah. a living. And she accredited me as one of the people who have helped her to get there, to have that courage. That's fantastic and so inspiring cool. enough for you to keep on doing what you're doing, right? Yeah. So, last question, are you going to do it again? Run Across America? Well, any place. Are you actually planning anything similar for future? I do. I have one more Run Across America uh, next year, so 2017. It was supposed to be 2016, but I dealt with a couple of challenges physically. So now I'll go into it next year. And this time is to raise money for Make-A-Wish. So it's all about giving back and, and running about a marathon a day, so 40... 42 kilometers a day roughly and if anyone's reading this piece what can they do to support you in your quest for that it, it would be you know following me and if you want to give to make a wish when when that gets all set up that'd be fantastic come run with me you know be across america this would be from san francisco be crazy <laughs> I can imagine us running across america will last a day <laughs> well you don't have to run the whole thing but if you want to run a couple of miles two three four miles you know i've had a couple people run with me the whole day okay. occasionally i don't run fast i'm not a speed guy oh, okay. i'm distance i'm slow distance ultra distance running is tends to be much slower okay so when i'm running a marathon distance a day it's you know, there's a little bit of walking, there's a little bit of running, it's it's a 11, 10 minute mile pace. But there will be options, right? So you can even run yeah. with you, or you can meet give to... Meet me at to... a start line, meet me at okay. a finish line, come to one of the events that I'll host during that. I mean, there's lots of ways. You can volunteer to yeah. the cause if you like that. I had people do that last time with me. Yeah. There, there's all sorts of things. Is there, and I won't include it in the interview if it's not relevant, but is there uh, any future product or tour that some of the readers can look forward to if anyone wants to learn more about this it might be a boot camp or anything you host that people can sign up for well at my website there's always whatever newest live event i'm doing but the thing that i'm most happy about most proud of now is what i just launched last month which is called dream big life planner okay yeah. so it's for entrepreneurs and people who are struggling with their time and struggling with their purpose and how to and help them to get that so it's a planner, it's a paper book that you open up, you use every day. But I ask questions like I would ask my one-on-one -on -one clients. You know, so what's your main goal for the day? How are you going to get it done? How are you going to break it down? And then at the end of the day, it checks in with you. So it's a self-accountability journal. That's brilliant. So it's, you can journal, you can plan your day, yeah. it has the motivation in there, yeah. whatever. And it can take a person on a journey every single day of their life. Yes. Okay, great. And, so, it, and it helps you find the clarity you want. And if you have clarity, you know what you're wanting, but you you got the you know, shiny penny people, you know, it's like over here, over here, over here, yeah. over here, and you never get traction because you're not moving in one direction. So this will help you move in one direction. I created it for me, actually. Okay. I designed it for me, and then and after works, I shared yeah. it to people, then they're like, you got to get this out there as a, as a product. Like, mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah, this is brilliant. you got to get brilliant. this out there. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm doing now. I'm thrilled with it. Sounds amazing. And you get a live event with it. Oh, okay. By the so, planner, you get to come to my live event for I free. I see. That's awesome. Called Dream Big Life, of course. Final message for runners and entrepreneurs. It's probably the, the same. It's fine. It is, um, it is just, you know, be bold. Mm. Boldness is rewarded. 
and it's go after your dreams, not be afraid of falling on your face, and whether that's falling on your face and being rejected, as, you know, emotionally kind of thing, yeah. or falling on your face financially, or falling on your face in terms of your, your product. But lots of products fail. And the products that have failed have got me to the ones that have succeeded. That's powerful. And I've failed in so many of them, but they're not failures. I don't look at them as failures. Most people would. But they're, they were, they're just information to get me to my success. Failing forward, right? Failing forward, yeah. 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 So it, it's just a step in the progress. Mm -hmm. So if you look at, at any great artist or musician or anyone who's done anything extraordinary like that, they didn't get there and become you know, the, the most amazing singers that they are, artists that they are, right out of the bat. They just didn't. It was years and years and years of screwing up over yes. and over and over to, to become the person that they become. It's, it's not linear progress it's it's just you got to get there however you get there it doesn't matter that. how you get there i love that you're allowed to screw it up That's screw, awesome. screw up all the time in style yeah <laughs> yeah there you go screw up in style yeah make your failures epic failures absolutely thank you very much Croy, and all the best for the future